0: Welcome to the Before 30 podcast, inspiring conversations about life and work with your host, Auntie Janine and Nephew Trey.
1: Welcome to Before 30. This is Auntie Janine.
0: And Nephew Trey's in the building. What's going on, Auntie?
1: Hey, doing good. Doing good. I am excited about today's show. I know y'all say that. Ah, there she go with that. She excited about today's show. (laughs) I'm always excited. I'm excited to be here with our family. We want to just... Thank our nieces and nephews and cousins Absolutely. and everybody for listening today. Just in case I forget at the end, but Trey, it is so good to see you.
0: It is um, great to see you too. It's um, uh, it's always good to be back in the studio. You know, have have guests here and have a great time. So
1: yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, about
0: today's guests. Yes, yes. Go ahead. You want to tell everybody what we're talking about today?
1: Well, today we're talking about fitness, right? And okay. I have been getting the miles in on my bicycle. Yes, okay. And it's not just like your regular kind of beach. Bike. I got a real like. You got a peloton.
0: Bike. You you want to do this? Yeah.
1: No 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 no. I'm out. <laughs> Bugs hitting me in the eye, and I got glasses on. You know, I'm out on the road. Seriously, okay. on the bike trail, not the road road. But I'm on but the you bike like trail. Me. You
0: like being outdoors and active, right? I do.
1: I do. That's the only way I think I have maintained some semblance of good physical health um, is just by moving. And so I've yeah. been. I I don't started riding my bike again, you know, Travis moved here in January and my brother's here. And so he loves to bike and I keep telling everybody, Travis gonna have me so fine. I'm gonna be college fine.
0: Hey, Summertime is around the corner. So I know everybody is, you know, getting in shape, want to get that body right. And what you've been doing. So I've actually, uh, you know, my physical, my fitness journey is Hills and valleys. So this year, I started off really good. I was doing a lot of yoga. I was out here in the gym. My apartment had a nice gym. Uh, but I've fallen off a little bit. You know, I'm going through this home buying process. So I got that stress and all this other stuff just yeah. interrupting with my schedule. And I think
1: that's <laughs> what I guess is going to talk to us about a little bit today. Like, how do we keep going? even when things feel overwhelming and we got stressed and things are going on, like how do we prioritize our fitness? And, you know, those of you who are listening, I w- would love for y'all to hit us up, you know, send us a DM on Instagram or hit us up at our email. Let us know. How do you keep going? Right. Cause exactly. it's easy to stop.
0: Very easy. <laughs> let, let me tell you, but um, I'm super excited. We, we have a special guest on here. Um, she is going to just, with so much insight. She has her own story. Um, So without further ado, you ready to jump into it, Auntie? Let's jump on in. Let's bring it on. All right. All right. So everybody, we are about to introduce Cousin Stephanie. And Cousin Stephanie is the founder and owner of Misfit Fitness, uh, which is her fitness and wellness brand with the mission of being a resource for women and inspiring them to make lifestyle changes, including their health and wellness. She is passionate about all things fitness, health and wellness, especially those issues impacting Black women, such as uterine fibroid and PCOS, as her journey was birthed by seeking ways to shrink her fibroids without surgery or hormone therapy. She's a certified personal trainer and fitness coach, as well as certified yoga instructor. As a hobby, Stephanie participates in bodybuilding competitions across the country and has earned her card to compete as a professional. She recently started preparation for her pro debut in spring 2021, so we're definitely going to check in on that. And then prior to pursuing her passion for fitness and embracing entrepreneurship, Stephanie worked for 12 years as a CPA in public accounting and regulatory sectors. Stephanie's favorite quote is, start from wherever you are with whatever you got. Everybody, welcome Cousin Stephanie to the show.
2: Yes, we are happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited. Excited.
0: Now that was a formal introduction. I know Auntie said, you know, she wanted to do a little informal introduction. So go ahead. hit you 30 seconds. Go ahead. I just Auntie.
1: want to bring up my friend, HBCU grad from Savannah State University, <laughs> so tired. certified public accountant. <laughs> hey. My trainer for a hey. year. We're on a little break because I'm doing some other stuff and she's doing some other stuff. Yep. But um, you know, good woman, good friend, sensitive, yes, and smart. <laughs> Um, So y'all, you know, Stephanie is going to give us the deal. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself that that we haven't already shared.
2: Oh my goodness. So like y'all got the best parts of it, all the the fun stuff, but, uh, or the good stuff, the formal stuff. I am a new, I, I guess a new entrepreneur is what comes out of that. So going through this process and learning myself now as a fitness professional, um, fully involved in fitness. I love all things fitness. I love to work out. I love now training people. Um, I love that I have turned my passion into what I do. Um, So I am a trainer. I am a, like you said, I love to be a friend I feel like now I'm a therapist too so I'm a coach so I focus more on that than I'm shifting so when I first started my business it was all about personal training I just wanted to get people healthy from a physical perspective but in this last year I've now seen it shift to now more of a coach so I am more like life coaching type thing from a wellness perspective and I just love doing that and enjoy it so much and so yeah, I mean that's oh, that's you. me. I'm also a, a sister, a daughter, <laughs> uh, an auntie. I have another yes. nephew coming. So that's exciting Congrats. for me for the family, like more kids to love on that I didn't have to birth. So I'm excited <laughs> about that too. I love you. Um, so yeah, very family oriented. Um so yeah, those are something I mean,
0: that's good. So I talked a little bit in your introduction, how you, you know, you had this previous kind of profession. In the accounting world and you transitioned into the fitness world. Can you tell us a little bit more about that story and that experience that really kind of ignited you to get um, maybe more fit and more healthy?
2: Yes. Um, it all, it really try, came from realizing first mental health. So I've always been very active back, you know, in my younger years, played all kinds of sports and things like that. But then it stopped when I got to college. My focus Became one hundred percent on doing well in school and getting a good job, which yeah. I was successfully able to do and go into public accounting. And all of us who have come, you know, from public accounting, know it is not the healthiest profession. Start like it. We like. I told my coach when I started working out, we love to eat and drink. That's what accountants <laughs> do. Like, <laughs> like that is the hobby piece of it. And so. Um, There was no working out, no movement. And I started finding myself feeling just sluggish and sick. You know, Mm -hmm. the stress levels were high. And so in order to combat the anxiety and sickness, I was like, I need to get moving and get active. Um, So I started cross training and all kinds of things. Never did I think I would ever turn it into a profession. Like even when I started competing, And people were like, you should train other people and things. I was like, no, that's not for me. You know, I just love to work out and I just want to be healthy and work on me. Um, So it transitioned when one, when people started asking more and more when I was competing and asking for help. And I realized that I had information to share that, you know, I had learned a lot from going into bodybuilding Mm -hmm. and that. A lot of what I learned could transition over to lifestyle every day, like people who don't necessarily want to body build, but it's good information and things that we should all know. And when I realized I had this information, that's when I was like, oh, I might actually have something to share and could turn it into this, this business. You know, I, now I feel confident that I have something to provide, not just mm-hmm. working you out kind of thing. So that's how it transitioned. It was just me working on me, realizing I had information to share and then deciding to give it to other people.
1: Do you find that your clients come to you with similar stories like, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to do some inner work on me and recognize I need to do some physical work?" Or is it more, "Hey, I got a wedding coming up or I'm, you know, I'm getting married or I got my milestone birthday is happening?" and I want to get in shape, like, what are some of the reasons that, you know, your clients reach out to you?
2: Right. The thing I love most, and this is because this is what I want to, is I get lifestyle clients. So my focus, mm-hmm. so one of the first things I ask people is like, is this really quick? Or Are you, like, do you have this this end goal? Because I can do that, but my focus is on changing your lifestyle so that you don't need these one-stop quick hits type diets or exercising that you'll always be ready. Like no matter what happens, no matter what event is coming up, you don't have to worry about it because you do it as a lifestyle. So majority of my clients are, we are working on long-term lifestyle, full change from a health and wellness perspective. So implementing, um, workout plans, fixing your nutrition, like everyday things and it's small changes. So we don't necessarily focus just on weight loss. We find other things to be able to measure success um, and measure um, movement because it's not always going to be on the scale. And so trying to change that mindset away from, I I just want to lose five pounds. And if I lose five pounds, I'll be happier because the reality is you lose those five pounds and it doesn't feel any different oftentimes. Mm. Um, but if you are like, now I have more energy, I can, you know, go up the stairs without huffing and puffing and, what? Do <laughs> of jumping jacks and not die, you know, or, or something to be like, I can breathe when I walk yeah. kind of things. I have the energy to chase after my kids because they are young because yeah. I have a lot of mothers like who just recently had, and they have toddlers. And yeah. it's like, I got to be able to keep up. And I realize yeah. I, I need to make some changes. So um, I mainly focus on lifestyle and, and that's nice. what I kind of go after.
0: And so wait, you touched on nutrition a little bit. So I got, I got two questions as it kind of relates about nutrition. One, how important is nutrition in the, the wellness circle or diagram? I don't know if you have kind of a, a chart. And then two, what recommendations would you give someone who maybe is young in their twenties, they're in their job, starting their career, starting their life. Like, what are like maybe three key things that they should remember about nutrition?
2: Right. Okay, so for the first one, nutrition is 80% of everything we do. Like, (laughs) I know everybody wants to feel like, or think that if I exercise, then all the weight will just drop off and it it will drop off from all the right place. Like exercise is the maintenance piece of it. It maintains Mm. you. Um, and it's good for your heart and for that in your, you know, your cardiovascular health, but if you want to lose weight or especially in certain places like the belly, that's all nutrition. That's all your food, um, what you're putting in your body and the body reacts to everything you input. And so the main things, um, that I would tell anybody from a nutrition place is pay attention. Cause the body is always telling us something like whenever we eat something, there is a reaction. And with any reaction, it's either positive or negative. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't, oftentimes we don't realize that the what we're feeling in the body is a result of what we put in it or people don't know what their body feels like clean. Like mm-hmm. for, that, for me going through bodybuilding and now I know completely clean like what it feels like. So anytime there's any discomfort, I can pinpoint it. And usually I can trace it back to food or something I drink. So
1: So when you say clean, Stephanie, you mean like you're eating whole foods, like vegetables and chicken, but not processed food, nothing in a can, nothing in a box. Nothing in the front. Okay. So yeah, the so stuff 100%. on the perimeter of the grocery store. Yes. Or at and the, the do farmer's do market.
2: Center aisle. No, sin, I do not go down the center aisle. How do you get your cookies? Where do you get I've your
1: cookies heard, from? I've never heard them before. Where do you get your cookies from if you don't go down the center aisle at the bakery
2: section? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they are around the uh, the water. <laughs> They're but in the bakery. I don't go down the center aisles. Like when my clients ask me hmm. about um like foods that they should be eating in the grocery store or what they should do when they go grocery shopping. That's one of the easiest things initially I tell them. Like, if you don't see the cookies, you're not going to buy the cookies. That's true. So I don't go down the aisle with the cookies. I avoid it. You know, I go, I can be in and out of Publix in 10 minutes because I go around the border, get my things and I'm out, you know, like, it's like quick,
0: you That's don't. So good. I've, I've never heard that before. but That makes about
2: sense. When we say vegetables and lean proteins, so chicken, ground turkey, um, white fish, those kind of things are whole foods that you eat to. Because we're supposed to be eating for nutrients. I, I mean, we turned it into fun, and it's a so pleasure. Mm-hmm. It is pleasure, and especially you know, Social. in our. I mean, even now for me, but in my twenties and stuff, like socially drinking and eating was my thing. I couldn't go and just sit there. If we're going to sit at the bar, I got to order something to eat and have something to drink. So just being aware of what you are putting into your body and then what the body tells you after you eat it. But that sounds like,
1: Stephanie, you know, it it makes me think. um, I know one of your philosophies around that is like, okay, you want to feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people focus on looking good. And I think that's where we start to get into this body shaming. Thing because I could be 135 pounds and be unhealthy, right? My body could be unhealthy and I could be, and another person could be 175 pounds, eating clean, exercising, and still be strong and healthy. So when we think about the the fitness piece um, for people, what should, should they be focused on the scale or should they be focused on the, you know, how many inches around the waist how does that really work um and what what should we be focused on when we're going to exercise and when we're in movement
2: i think all of the things so i think aesthetics i think you use the scale you, you do how you look to yourself in the mirror so i am a big proponent of pictures and and documenting your journey um i don't think you put too much on any one way. So we typically everyone puts it all on the scale because it's the easy measurement. It's the easiest of everything and it gives us immediate data. And then but usually it makes us feel terrible about ourselves because it is not the number that we have in our head and it will never be like even the smallest people, it, anyone who is small wants to be bigger. Anyone who's bigger <laughs> wants to be smaller. Like I see it all the time. There's never a, this is the perfect size. I'm the weight. Or they do, but then it's spot reduction. I just want to lose this little bit here, here. I like, I want to keep all my curves, but I just want to lose my belly. I'm like, okay, but that's not quite how it works. Like you you have to use all the measurements. And so first and foremost for me, is health. Like, you want to be healthy. You want your heart to work for long term to avoid disease and to even just, you know, in discomfort. Like first and foremost, exercise is to be utilized for health and um, so for positive health first. So not aesthetics, putting that to the side. Then you go over to your aesthetic size and what you want to look like. Because of course we want to be pleasing to our own eyes. So I tell people that's first. My goal is to make you want to look good naked. Like when you Mm. see yourself in the mirror, it's not about other people because that's relative. What other people think a good size is. And I had to learn that because I grew up too small. I mean, growing up in the South with no curves and body, I was like olive oil, you know, I was little and always happened. And so (laughs) that that wasn't pleasing to anyone else. So I had to learn, well, what do I want my body to look like? And, you know, I went into bodybuilding because I was like, I need some muscle. If I'm going to be little, at least put some curve, you know, a little muscle on it so it looks good. Um, But we have to figure out what works for us. And so Mm -hmm. I do a lot of goal setting with my clients. Like, Let's not even look at other people and things like that. What do you want to look like? Like, what is your goal? What would make you happy? What's this month, the one little Mm -hmm. change that if you saw this change, that would say, okay, we working. Like, so we put a little bit on you at a time. It's not going to all happen overnight. And so using small measurements to figure out, you know, like small goals, along the way, not these big weight loss goals. And I'm gonna lose 30 pounds in one month. That's not healthy. You know, it's not healthy to do it that way. But over time, if I if you can learn how I'm going to lose these 30 pounds, but I'm also going to learn how to keep them off. And or at least I know how to get it off. So if I go up 10 pounds, I know how to get it back off without crazy dieting and driving myself nuts.
0: No, that makes sense. And and I know you In your bio, you're very passionate about working with women. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, do you, one, do you have any men clients? And then two, um, how is that journey, that fitness journey for men different than women? Are there specific issues that you see as a common theme when men, when they're trying to get uh, their health and their wellness together?
2: There is. So I do mainly focus on women, but I train men because they are, guys are just like, no, and we want you to train me too. Right. Most of what my male clients have come from are my clients' husbands. So oftentimes Mm -hmm. what they have come in with is supporting their wives, which I love. It was just something that kind of showed up. Like I've joked, I've "I've become the couple's trainer. Because (laughs) like they, and it's really dope because they train together. and, And most of the men who came in, it was just to support, just because it was like their wife was having a struggle getting going. So they needed some additional support. So then now they train together. Now I can't get rid of them. Like even the guys, they're like, no, she's not coming, but I'm still, I'm gonna be there. I need my session or whatnot. I still need my time. Um, The struggle with, when it's weight loss, when the goal is Mm -hmm. weight loss, the struggle between men and women is the exact same. Like they have, like most of the time is having a hard time getting moving, going from sedentary to, you know, active again is the same struggle. Um, and then, um also just finding time scheduling wise, right. especially with husband and wives, and especially if you then add kids into the mix, the yeah. scheduling thing becomes a big issue right. um, but mainly the one thing I say with men, though they do a lot of ego lifting and ego, so yeah. if I don't Trying get put on that weight, super heavy weight <laughs> and they're not doing chess at least three times a week, like there's an issue. Cause I have them all the time. Like you have us doing these girl uh, workouts, but I'm like, first of all, there's no such thing as a girl workout. First of all. And then secondly, you can't move like your body movements. Like I'm very focused on form and function and movement. And if you, if your form is terrible and then you add 50 plus pound weights to it, you're going to hurt yourself. So mm-hmm. I am always fighting with the husbands and I call them my husbands now, too. Because <laughs> I am always fighting with them about that, like, because I make you do a lot of body weight exercises and mm-hmm. they are just they don't want to do that because their bodies just don't move because they don't do those type workouts. They won't. Right. So I've introduced a lot of the men to yoga because I'm like, you have to stretch yes. and you've got to do this stuff because if not, you're going to hurt yourself. That's why you're in pain all the time. But from a goals perspective or limitations, um, it's pretty much the same, male nice. and female.
1: Well, I hear a lot of women, uh, Steph, that don't want to lift weights. They feel like, oh, I'm a bulk up. I'm going to look like uh, a man. And they always, you know, especially younger women um, mm-hmm. like, you know, our, our, my nieces, all these you know, <laughs> younger women in their 20s. They don't want to use weights. And I always say you, if you don't, when you become my age, you know, when you're, when you're my age or older, cause I used to have to do this with my mom. Like if something were to happen, if you were to fall, if you were to have an injury, you know, you could actually break a bone because you don't have strong muscle
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they feel like it's not feminine. Um, so, you know, how do, how do women, young women, exercise, build the strength that they need uh, without being bulky. Like, is that a myth? You know, cause I feel like th- you're not going to look like Stephanie. Stephanie looks that way <laughs> because she's, specifically training to look that way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so funny because whenever, so I mainly tell everyone who comes to me, like, you're going to have to lift weights. I right? put weights in your hand. I'm a strong believer in strength training.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: So not just your body weight, but I'm going to put weights. And then the first time I put 10 pounds of weights in their hand, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to be bulky. And I'm like, I promise you, you won't from 10 pound <laughs> weights. You know, so I do not... I was like, and even for me, because they were like, I want a little bit of what you got, but not quite. And I was like, <laughs> for my workouts, you're not going to get it because I also train with a trainer with a specific purpose. And I'm not lifting just 10 pound weights all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you can and just over time and lifting a couple times a week. 10-pound weights, is not going to make you bulky. It's going to make you sexy, though, because it's going to give you... (laughs) definition. And then, like, like, if you want that, because we see it, and people think you can get that from cardio, from running, you're not going to build muscle running on the treadmill. You're not going to get tone running on the treadmill. You're Mm -hmm. going to drop weight, but Mm -hmm. then the skin and the weight has to go somewhere. And so... It won't give you that same curvy look that you're looking for. Um, if you don't, and pick some up women it. might be naturally
1: curvy, but if they you're are. not, you know, but you still need a little strength. Like if you can't yeah. open up the ketchup jar by yourself,
2: Listen.
1: that's a problem, so, right?
2: Come on, on now, over to lift things, you know, to exactly. And it's interesting yeah. because I do, I have a vast age group that I train, I have women in their seventies who have come to me and every single one of them that come, come saying, I have to build strength. I am having bone issues or issues. And it all comes from when they were younger, they were runners and they did not lift weights. They typically just ran marathons and things like that. And they were all very slim and stuff, but now they're having issues later in age. And like you said, they're Breaking bones are, you know, their body aches all the time because they didn't do anything to build up the muscle or to be able to now support the older bones. Yeah. You know, and so it's harder now, of course, in their 60s and 70s. Um, and all of their goals are strength training, like getting mm-hmm. stronger in your 60s and 70s. And I think if they were to come on here and talk to you, their main thing was I wish I would have done it 30, 40 oh, okay. years ago. I wish I would have picked up more weights. I wish I would have been more active in the gym and didn't just do the group workout classes. Those are great and they're fun, but learning how to truly work out isn't, you know, and train for your body, for your health is important. And so it is a range, like you said, like the women in their 60s and 70s come in, they're all strength training. My women in their 30s to their 50s are focusing on getting moving again and not being sedentary and weight loss. And then the ladies in their 20s, and now I even have teenagers who wind up are coming to me because they are, they have all of this, they're sedentary as well. They're not doing anything. They're not moving and they need weight loss already. A lot of younger women are pre-diabetic in your in their like at 15 to 20 years wow. old. And that is hard for me to see that so early you're experiencing these these serious issues that, you know, I didn't ex- I experienced, but it was not until I was right at about 30 when mine showed up. Or I watched my parents who were in their 60s and 70s, their stuff showed up and they were like, oh, I gotta get moving and I wish I would have done it sooner, because now I'm on all this medication for diabetes and high, you know, blood pressure and cholesterol. Right. So that's more of what you should be working for.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I I totally agree with you. So if someone has been COVID sexy, laying on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> they've been laying around and now the world is opening up
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or they take it for granted that they are naturally petite and, you know, they look at their family. It's like, oh, I'm naturally petite. I'm going to be small. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to really bother me. How 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 would you set up? Uh, I'm sorry. yeah, I got totally distracted by the bird. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I you um, <laughs> y'all know Auntie Janine got a, that attention span. We probably got to do a show on ADD. Um, so how do you, how would someone get started, Stephanie? If they wanted to find a coach, what would they look for? or A personal mm-hmm. trainer? Um, what should they look for and how can kind of they get started? Tell us like three, three things that could help them kind of get going.
2: Yep. So even before hiring a coach, without that, without having to spend any money, the thing that we are blessed to have, and even right now down here is good weather and a lot and neighborhoods to be able to go walk in or lots of beautiful parks and things like that. So to get you started, like I tell anybody, just move it. Go for a walk. Like it's surprising what 30 minutes of walking a day can do for you. Just move in the body. Um, I always have my clients buy a jump rope. Like, go get a jump rope and 30 minutes of walking. Do 30 minutes of walking, 10 minutes of jump rope, and you have a 40 minute workout. And that's all you need. And if you do that every day, you'll see changes in the body. So that's the first thing. Just if you, like you said, COVID sexy have not moved, and now you're realizing it's time to take. We got to put real clothes on again, and you're not, and you know you're not liking what you see. That's a starting point if you decide that you need assistance, which most of us do, and you want to hire a coach, um, I would say like have conversations and consultations with your coach and come with our potential coaches and come with questions and um, truly ask about what they will do for you. Like if it's like something I focus heavily on is customizing for you. All bodies are not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can't operate and just sell you this package and just like, yep, if you just buy this and you do this workout for a month and then you'll be 20 pounds lighter, maybe, but not when you're getting coaching from someone like it's a process. So coming in very clear on what your goals are um, and seeing, you know, interviewing a few people before you even make a decision and don't do it just based on. Uh, what you see on Instagram and things like workouts and things like that. Like, don't let that be your only way of deciding who I should work out with. Because a lot of us also have coaches. Like I have a trainer. So I, sometimes I tell people I'm like, if your goal is to have my body and look like me, then you might need my trainer, not necessarily me. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to yeah. decide. Cause I did, I interviewed, I interview coaches I went and worked out with them before I picked my coach and so that's an option like see if they'll let you work out and see if it works in their energy matches
1: because oh it's kind of, of like a, a, lot like, of time a it's like dating, dating. Like, yes. let's go out on the first day in the gym see yeah this work because you know what that's a good point because I've had people who I thought were great trainers but our our energy didn't match and I don't want to oh. overuse that word Because I don't like to be yelled at. Right. So some people don't mind the yelling and the cussing. Get your butt. You know, that's not. That does not motivate me. (laughs)
2: No.
1: I like don't yell at me. I like words of affirmation. (laughs) Good job, Janine. Stephanie, no. I'm like Stephanie.
2: You didn't say good job to me. Oh my god. She's like good job, Janine. I'm like when you finish the workout. We on the first exercise. <laughs> it
1: would be the second rep. What you <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like you know. that. Yeah. So I think that's great. So first thing, get moving. Yes. Get moving. So And it could start by walking. And I'll tell you, walking, I, walking makes you feel so amazing. And it's a Thank great way know. to get some thoughts out too. It's like a mm-hmm. two for one. And so you said the first thing is to do that. The second thing... Is to decide, you know, if you think you need to be in partnership with someone, find a trainer kind of by asking people, looking at other trainers, asking the trainer that, you know, that you like how their body looks, who do they work out with is Mm -hmm. a possibility. And then, you know, maybe go on a first date with a trainer in the gym to see if you like their style. And then number
2: three would be nutrition. So I would, I, it would be one of my top ones, like focusing on what you're eating and and at least having an idea. I'm not saying change everything today. Do mm-hmm. not do these crazy diets and all kinds of things. They have a place, but they are not long-term. That's why the diet industry work has worked and has been a multi-billion dollar industry for so long is because They work temporarily and then they get you caught up and get you caught on the next thing. But just seeing what small changes that you can make this week, like instead of like see how much water did you drink on a daily basis and see if you can increase that by just a little bit week to week instead of trying to go all out and immediately drink a gallon of water and make yourself sick. And then you're like, I can't do it. It's not that like I incrementally incrementally increase my client's water intake over the course of our programming. And I don't even tell them I'm going to change your water. I just do, you know, we do little changes. I watch what Mm -hmm. you're doing and then we make a little bit of change to challenge you a little bit more, but it's not going to, you don't have to make all these drastic changes tomorrow. Like you go from sedentary to now, tomorrow, I'm going to be a full on athlete and doing all the things that are going to change my body. And then the next week you're like, I quit because it's too hard.
0: Yeah. So, so speaking so of that,
2: Decide what you can do and make those changes week to week and then celebrate when you do something big. If only, if you did one workout last week and this week you got two down, that deserves to be celebrated. Don't yeah. say all, oh, but my goal was four. Yes, it was, but you did two more workouts than you did pre- previously. So right. celebrating and giving yourself credit for that.
0: So speaking of celebration and beverages, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, alcohol consumption? What say? how does that impact your health, um, especially maybe in your younger years? Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. Uh, so that's another first question I was getting, like, are you going to take my wine away? And I'm like, I'm not, I might take the whole bottle away, but you can have a glass, right? You can have wine, we can have beverages, everything is moderation. Um, so that's with including alcohol, it's food, food has a a large impact too, you know? So it's got to think about from a moderation perspective and then also the type drinks. So I, when I am transitioning people and changing their lifestyle, again, I like tend to be like, well, can you drink red wine instead of white? Cause red is better for blood and heart you know for your blood and for your for your heart white is sugary oftentimes and so it's not as it's not from a health perspective doesn't give you the same benefits that a red wine
0: right
2: or any benefits um or i say don't drink sugary drinks like if you're going to keep it simple and clean like do the the liquor and then tonic or some form or drink it straight i Tend to say, stay away from brown liquor. It does not do anything good. That's a personal. I was like, it, and there's no nutritious anything benefits from that. But um if you're going to drink it straight and clean, you know, mm-hmm. not with all the shit, because it's all the sugar, really. Right, yeah. yeah. the orange juice, the cranberry yeah. juices, yeah. yeah. It's the sugar, and and we tend to like all that sweetener and all the mixings <laughs> and stuff. It's just like the processed food.
1: Well, like, I'm just gonna say, it. Stephanie, I I will drink it straight. Like I'll I'll do like some tequila and your margarita. Well, I, without the simple syrup. So I'll do like just you know lemons, fresh lemons, not in the bottle. Like I don't like lemon juice, like that you mm-hmm. buy off the shelf. Mm-hmm. But I'll take some lemons and limes. I'll squeeze it. Over some ice and then add a little tequila to it, maybe some fresh mint out of my neighbor's garden, um, something like that. Okay, and it's really refreshing mixologist. Yes. without the simple sugar or the what's the other stuff, the stuff that you could buy, you know, in the store. Um, I, that is probably my preference to yeah. do it. To do it that way,
2: it, and but. it is better. And then you have it, and you have lower, lesser calories because that's what I tell people all time. I prefer to eat my calories than drinking them, mm-hmm. so I want all my food. um But yeah, just getting rid of the sweeteners is the the key behind it. I know it tastes good, but all that sugar is what's causing all the issues in the stomach area and things like that. And we tend to think it's the food, but it's like, what are you drinking? And that's the same, not even just from alcohol with coffee and stuff. Like I am addicted to Starbucks, like, and especially that green tea latte that they have. And they was like, well, it's green tea. Yeah. But it's also a ton of sugar in yeah, it. And I was drinking those by the bend yeah. every single day. And I could just see my stomach growing because of me drinking that the minute I cut that out went back down the inflammation went back down I was like oh I can't have that it's all the sugar yeah. you know so it's figuring it's not just alcoholic beverages oftentimes whatever we're drinking to is full of sugar and calories and just don't let the labels trick you either because I was in the grocery store the other day I started drinking so instead of Starbucks I now go to the iced coffee in the um at the grocery store i get those i make it myself it's really quick but i almost bought one that it was like high protein like it had protein and big letters on it i was like look at this coffee with all this protein in it and then i was like wait let me take take a look at the label the amount of sugar in there was through the roof and far exceeding protein But if you hear people are always saying you got to have more protein, like that's the buzzword right now. Protein, protein, protein. And then you see, they almost got me. I'm like, and I'm like educated in this. And I was surely about to say, see, look, it's going to help with my protein intake. It's also going to increase my sugar.
1: Yeah. So we got to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. But this has been great because I think the one thing that we want to impress upon, um, you know, all of you is movement, right? Mm -hmm. No matter where you live, No matter what time, what's happening, you know, in the season of the year, getting outside and moving is so important. Because even I I find myself in the wintertime, like just starting to hibernate. And what that does is impacts how I feel emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I get the winter blues. But if I just buy some warmer clothes, give me a jacket, just like if I lived in, was still living in the Midwest, I would bundle up and I'd still get outside. So I think one of the things we want to impress upon people is to just be moving um, and try and moving every day and find something that you enjoy. Like, I know I don't like going to the gym in the summer, so I'm outside. I'm hiking. I'm on my bicycle um, and I'm still getting the movement in. And I know that occasionally I will go to the gym because I still got to do some strength training and I have some lightweights here at the house. So. You know, and there's so many virtual classes. So just use the options that you have um, at at your disposal and just start moving and just recognize now how you treat your body at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30 is really going to impact how you live your life at 40 and above. Mm -hmm. I promise you, I've been there. I've done it. I know. Trey, you got anything you want to say to our
0: folks before we wrap? Um, Just one thing, I know we've talked about kind of the importance of getting moving, Um, and one thing I'm big on is community, and so don't go at this alone, you know, Stephanie kind of talked about, you know, couples um, getting moving together, but even if you're not in a relationship, you know, find someone that is, you know, trying to, you know, get there, that is um prioritizing their health as well and build a community with them. I'm sure there's group fitness classes, there's neighbors, there's people, you, coworkers you work with. So, mm-hmm. you know, go go don't go at it alone, find yes. someone, get moving, um and you know, achieve your goals together.
1: Yeah, cuz that accountability and group fitness. I mean, I really I love group fitness. I loved outdoor boot camps. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of friends, met people outside of my profession are doing that and it keeps you accountable because you know Mm -hmm. every Tuesday and Thursday they're looking for you or at least you know you're going to be with this group of people who are on a mission up to the same things around their physical health um, and their fitness um, and you'll see them every week. So Stephanie as we wrap we're going to give you the last word. Um, Anything you want to say to our folks in 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. Um, just first, thank you all for having me. I have enjoyed this conversation. Um, and just to say, if you need help, um, even if it's not me, even if you just have questions or um, want to run things by, like reach out. I am. I make myself available. I love talking to people and sharing what I have learned. So I am extending the offer for at the very least, if you'd like to reach out and have a conversation, um, I can be reached. The best place I think will be either on Facebook or Instagram. So you can DM me, I am Misfit Fitness. And so you'll see it on um, both platforms. Um, just really, my main mission is just to help people get moving and get live healthier lifestyles. So if that is you. I have some, a little something for everybody. I have in-person training if you're in the Atlanta area. I have online training where I develop programs, um, workout programs. And then I also have virtual training sessions with what I call my misfits. So if um, you are looking for some accountability and um, just aren't quite sure where to start, I'm happy to help. Stephanie, how
1: can they join? Can they get a sample of your virtual fitness class if they've never
2: done that? Absolutely. So um, if you go on my Instagram, Misfit Fitness, in the bio, there is um, actually a link where you can link to my page um, where you sign up for the sessions. And I give one free trial session to um, all first timers just to give it a try and um, see if you like it. So you are welcome. I have sessions every Monday and Wednesday at seven thirty PM right
1: now, so Eastern Time. Perfect. And I did that virtual session and almost ended up. Oh in yeah, the
0: yeah is, I've done it. And so you know, mm-hmm. I know we're about to wrap up, but it, fellas, ladies, whatever, it is not you know come prepared to work out and sweat. I'm like, oh, this you know, I played sports growing up. I'm gonna be good. Nah, my brother was sweating. <laughs> and huffing and puffing. So, yes. All in 30 it minutes.
2: It doesn't take all day. You don't be a
1: yeah. an hour session. a 90-minute session. So we will have all of Stephanie's contact information on the in the show notes. So please take a look in the show notes and get in touch with her. And just remember, you know, at Before 30, you are a masterpiece and, and a, a work in
0: progress. Thank you for listening to the Before 30 podcast. Help us grow by subscribing and commenting on today's show. The Before 30 podcast is owned and operated by Before 30 LLC. Be sure to connect with us on our website at before-30.com and follow and like us at Before 30 on all social media platforms.